when I heard that this sermon ser- summer sermon series was going to be on the fruit of the Spirit, I knew that I was going to be able to talk about something that I enjoy. Thank you very much. So I brought a little garden to me, with me, so that we could talk about fruit. Now, in my garden, the fruit that I'm going to grow are tomatoes and peppers because we're going to have salsa. So, you, you may have thought it was going to be peaches and nectarines. Um, and if you have listened to the stories that I tell from up here, uh, you will know that I also have peaches and nectarines. Um, but this time of year, uh, tomatoes and peppers. And when I think of fruit, I think of gardens. And when I think of gardens, I think of cultivation, of pouring my energies into a harvest. But it means that I have to pay attention to more than just a tomato. So let's let's look at this. Is this tomato attached to anything? Well, yes, it is, but it is attached to a thread rather than the plant, right? So it will ripen here, and I can come to my garden and I can take it away. Um, But that's not really what a garden is like, is it? Uh, The the same way with these peppers here. Um, This is a nice red pepper, and it did come from another plant in my garden. Um, But again, if my energy is just on the fruit... I am missing the point of what it is to cultivate a garden because I'm expecting that these plants will give me many, many fruit. And if I pour my energy into the plant, then my harvest is much greater. If all I do is pour my energy into this one fruit, this is all I will have, just this one fruit. So I realized that when we are talking about cultivation, when we are looking at ways in which we can participate in gaining more and more fruit, we recognize that with as much energy as I pour into my garden, making sure that there's water, that there's, we're free of pests, that there's nutrition, that getting this is a miracle. And it has nothing to do with whether we have a green thumb or not. But it has to do with an act of God. See, working with a garden is being present when God is at work. That's what I love about being part of a church family is that we get to be present while God is at work and we get to see his hand, the results of of his hand. What a privilege it is for me to see in my garden miracles taking place. 
Jesus talked about this dynamic in the book of Mark. He said, this is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scattered seed on the ground night and day. He sleeps and gets up and the seed sprouts and grows and though he knows not how, all by itself the soil produces grain. First the stalk, then the head and the full kernel of head. And as soon as the grain is ripe, he puts in his sickle because the harvest has come. As you have been listening, as we discuss the various fruit of the Spirit, I hope that you have discovered a theme in discussion, and it's been exciting to me because this theme has developed amongst the presentations that the pastors have given without us talking about how we were going to develop this theme. So we really want to be able to have the freedom to present what God has been working. But the theme that I have observed is that there's an emphasis on a relationship with Jesus. I hope that you have noticed that theme. You see, when Laia talked about love, she challenged us to have the faith to accept that we are unconditionally loved and that we are of infinite value. When Pastor Tara talked about joy, do you remember the bubbles that were here on the platform and how she contrasted the experience that when we are able to shine our flashlight on Jesus, that it is out of that focus that we are given full and eternal joy. When Dr. Eric talked to us about peace, we were challenged to flee from the lies of Satan and to reclaim or to claim for the first time the peace that we come from the cross of Jesus Christ. When Pastor Starla talked about patience, we were encouraged to experience the patience of the saints. And we can have this experience as we move from seeing the fruit as a checklist and receiving it as an inheritance that we have in Jesus. So today when I talk about kindness, I really want to focus on the cultivation of that kindness. That working with the fruit is a matter of us demonstrating the identity that God has declared to us. That this is God's declaration of your life and by faith, we can live those actions out in us. It's a miracle. Having fruit in our life 
is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. It's that miracle work of God that he has brought. My Aunt Anne was a nurse by profession. She demonstrated kindness every day. That's how she expressed her nursing career. So her patients were the ones that would find M&Ms in their medicine cups. Or they would be offered foot rubs before they went to bed. They were the ones that had the extra ice cubes in their glass. There was just always those little things that she was thinking about. Uh, And patients, I think, would get sick just so that they could have her as their nurse. But for Anne, kindness was a verb. It was something that was acted out. Paul talks about this in the book of Philippians, the fact that we have the opportunity to demonstrate what God is doing. And he says, therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but how much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you to will and to do his good purpose. There is transformational power as we cultivate, as we cultivate the fruit, as we cultivate kindness in our life. Cultivation to me demonstrates itself by the habits that we are forming. Where are we pouring our energy into in this respect? I came across a very helpful author in this respect. James Clear has written the book Atomic Habits. And it was helpful for me in terms of helping to see how the actions that I put my energy into today are making a difference in the trajectory of my life for the future. See, he In his words, he would say that every action you take is a vote on the person you wish to become. Conversely, we can say that our actions are a demonstration of how God has been working, but actually our actions can be future-looking. For me, this is why actions are an act of faith because I hear God's declaration of my identity, that your fruit is kindness. And so I can can accept that identity. It may not be how I was feeling this morning, but I can take by faith that identity and put those actions in place. And the amazing thing is, is our brain will take notice of our actions and believe that that's who we are. And the strongest life is the one that's congruent between what we believe and what our actions are. So Mr. Clear goes on to talk about that there can be habits that are action-based, which focus on what we want to achieve. So I'm focused on 
the fruit, and I'm doing everything to make sure that I get this fruit. Or I can have a habit that is identity-based, that I'm focusing on what I wish to become. So I'm cultivating habits rather than just on the fruit, but I'm cultivating habits for me of a good gardener. So what is a, what is a gardener? What are the habits of a gardener? Well, I'm going to be checking on my plants regularly, that I'm going to be remembering that changes in temperature change how frequently I need to water. I'm going to be learning and studying and cooperating in this respect. Cultivating is assuming that I'm going to be diving deeper into this. So I was looking at ways in which I could dive deeper. And Orly Waba wrote a book uh, that for a person like me is really helpful because this is 365 pages with a kindness suggestion for every day of the year. It's called Kindness Boomerang. And uh, to me, that's so helpful. Now, if you put your mind to it, you can think of all kinds of things that you yourself could do to demonstrate kindness. And I would challenge you to be making some practical choices of what can you do today, what will you be doing tomorrow to show kindness to someone. You see, these acts are demonstration of what God is already doing in your life. They are windows to a desperate world of a character of God that has your best interest at heart. And we show that to the person next to us. This table is full of symbols well, it's full of two symbols <laughs> divided into many different servings that connect us to an act of kindness that Jesus has demonstrated towards us that is given day after day after day in your life because that's who he is. Paul says, from the verse that we read for our scripture reading, that God who is rich in mercy, because of the great love that he showed for us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, for by grace you have been saved, and raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. I would love for you to be thinking about kindness this week. But I hope that kindness means something to you because you're thinking about Jesus. How will you cultivate 
his presence in your life.